Get in-depth coverage of your favorite artists and the coolest new gear delivered to your home every month. Visit shop.premierguitar.com to sign up for a print subscription to Premier Guitar so you can take the best guitar content on earth with you anywhere. No Wi-Fi required. Nashville, Tennessee. I'm with Chris Robinson of the Chris Robinson Brotherhood. Chris, thanks for joining us, All man. All right, nice to be here. Hey, uh, let's talk about some of your gear. Let's do Well, this is all of my gear. <laughs> what do you mean some of it? You're looking at the whole kit and caboodle. Uh, where do you want to start? This is it. This is Operation uh, Rhythm Guitarist <laughs> for the CRB. Uh, well, I mean, I guess we could start with the main the main thing here is my divided by 13. Uh, right. My head and my divided by, I just moved to the 412 cabinet recently, actually, oh. after five years now. <laughs> we sat down and had a vote and it came back positive. <laughs> I had to go through everyone else to make sure I could move up. Oh, really? More they didn't trust you with yeah, the... No, it's not really, it doesn't really work <laughs> that way. Am I, might be a brotherhood, but it's definitely not a fascist state. You know? <laughs> Maybe sometimes on the record player. But. Right. But you know, the thing about these divided by 13s, I mean, we were really lucky. Our former bass player, Muddy, grew up in Orange County. So he knew Fred and everyone at divided by 13. Well, he knew Fred and we kind of got our feet in the door oh, yeah. and hit it off that way. And I think, you know, for me, and to move to this cabinet, you know, I mean, while I've been looking for really, I mean, and then we can look at my effects. I mean, what I'm looking for as a rhythm player is just, I like it to be clean, you know? And I like being able to have some volume, but for it to stay clean, you know? I'm, I didn't, you know, I'm the, I'm coming into the guitar thing sort of backwards, you know? Um, I didn't spend all those years learning Eric Clapton licks and Jimi Hendrix licks and stuff like that. So. On one level, that's it's cool with me because it, it gives me a, a different way to be expressive. Um, but uh, but in a, uh, but in an in another way, it also like allows me to maybe do some things that other guitar. You know what I mean? I don't have the same yeah. guitarist's mindset, uh, which helps. But to, but then again, like I said, you know, every day for me is a guitar lesson. You know. But and then I guess the other like real part of my sound is uh, is my Vox Passage custom. This guitar is called the Peace Pipe. Now this is your signature guitar. Well, Vox uh, had made this series called the Visage, but I wouldn't say it's a real like they just made me this one. I mean, I yeah. have actually two, but this is the one that. Um, I've been playing the last five years. Great, very uh, Jerry Garcia. It's well, awesome. Well, yeah, you can't have enough Jerry. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just crazy about the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Uh, Who isn't? Yeah, but you know, I mean, like I said, I mean, this guitar. I was actually a couple of years ago. I sat in with Further, and Bob Weir gave me a, a Les Paul to play, and he goes, "Oh, here, just play this." And the guitar had crystal quartz crystal frets, and I really like them. So this guitar has them as well. Wow. So those frets are quartz crystals wow installed wow. by captain flashback in uh in colorado That's amazing james trussard actually put together my little plate there for uh, me oh beautiful as a gift to rich lasner who is the luthier of this guitar wow and yeah i love that inlay there that's great uh by alan forbes the peace pipe 
hence the name. So I'm super lucky again, you know, I mean, I'm, for me to have, you know, someone make something really nice. And, yeah. But again, something that's a little different than, you know, I'm sure a more conventional guitar player would pick that guitar up and they like hand it right back, you know. Like. Yeah. And that's possible Dust Clouds are Owl. He's, <laughs> he's getting in on this weather. He's in the union, don't worry. And then, so that's your number one, and... This is my number one. My number two is a mid-70s uh, Les Paul. Oh, great. Purchased in Austin, Texas. I don't know, a while ago, probably 10, 12 years ago. And, um, yeah, I don't really get a lot of use out of this guitar, but I love the mini humbuckers. They're a little bit different. You right. Know? It's the same thing with the Visage, you know, the Vox guitar. That's their pickup, you know, so... Mm -hmm. I have the ability to have like, you know, a P90 or a straight humbucker with the flip of the switch, which oh. is nice, you know, yeah. because it really, they don't really either sound like exactly like either one. And again, those are things to me that always benefits my playing, you know, I don't need a classic Strat sound or I don't need a classic, you know, right. because I'm, I'm onto some other stuff just, or at least I think I am. Yeah. Um, but I love this guitar as well, you know, and it's practical and, um, yeah, beautiful, man. High miles. That's yeah, great. yeah, totally. You know, that's the thing is, as I, the more I play and stuff, it's funny, I keep thinking it would be nice to have something else, but then whenever I think that, then I do, this guitar shows me something that I was like, oh, I don't want to put it down. Right, yeah. right. Very cool. Well, let's uh, talk about this pedal board. All right, be prepared to be underwhelmed. <laughs> This will be the easiest one you've ever done. <laughs> right. Yeah, next to Neil. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Neil's is like, you know, you have to do a 30-minute, like, primer introduction right. you know, episode. It's, uh, you know, really simple. Again, you know, like, I'm, you know, I inevitably it would expand probably, but I've had more stuff. But, I mean, ideally, I, you know, I have my carbon copy for a little ambiance, if sure. you will. Uh, this love pedal is what I've been using for my fuzzy overdrive. Uh, but what I really like about the love pedal is it's really smooth. You know what I mean? It's not too aggressive. So it doesn't have that same, you know, I don't really need to uh, overpower anything, but I like to be able to access some fuzziness. Sure. And then uh, my Model H is what I use as a cleaner overdrive. Almost, I guess, Maybe just one bigger than like a tube boost, you know? Uh, and then my double Decca, which I don't see too many of those. I've never seen one. Vox made this a few years ago. Sure. And um, is there a tube in that or? No, it just looks cool. Yeah, it does. yeah, <laughs> okay, cool. Which, you know, it really, like, it really appeals to the, you know, to me, science fiction should only look the way science fiction looked in 1971. Anyway, right. You know. The golden age. Uh, yeah. But it's funny. So you know, it's uh, Vox made this pedal a few years ago. I don't. I don't. I've never. I don't really see them. Um, but again, just a little different. You know, just a little different thing. And I used to have more. Um, you know, Neil and I were door-to-door -door delay pedal salesmen for a little while. You know, <laughs> let us in. Uh, but now, yeah, I just keep it super simple and. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, I know what my role is, you know what I right. mean? Especially when we're, you know, I mean, it's one thing to, you know, like, you, you have to be able to, I mean, for me, it's the same sort of mentality of having one guitar and not, I mean, Neil now changed to the to B-Bender in his telly. Um, but, you know, for the years we've been doing this, it's like, you know, I've played one guitar all night, you know, if, you, if something happens and you switch guitars and then you switch back, you know? Yeah. So to be able to access as many things with the least amount of stuff, to me, is kind of the most, you know, pragmatic way of looking at it that goes hand in hand with what our band's about, you know? Like, it's, we are like the hunter-gatherers of like the modern day uh, touring world and music business, you know? Like, we can, you know, be responsible for our community and utilize everything around us to its greatest potential, how that will help us, you know? And we do that economically, sonically. We do that uh, fiscally when it comes to like the business. And, um, and I think we do that creatively as well. You know what I mean? Because it all ends up, stuff doesn't get too far out. And if you can keep all your sort of energy focused into one ball, um, 
a lot of stuff happens in there, you know? So it's kind of all hopefully fits into this bigger thing, you know? Yeah, I get it, man. And the last ingredient is that phase 99. Oh yeah, sorry. I mean, I take it for granted, my little phase 99. Yeah. I love the phase 99. Yeah, what is the, I, what is the difference between that and the 90? I, uh, I guess it's got more. Yeah, and they're dual, you know what I mean? So oh, you, yeah, and you that's can change it. the speeds on both of them. Oh, know? I get it, okay. So you have, t you know, instead of just one, and then you can have them in stereo. Oh, know? very cool. Yeah. Oh, then, yeah, okay. Yeah, so you have just a little more opportunity to have them. I, I don't keep them out of phase like that, but. Yeah, that's I, good. I use the phase a lot. I mean, I know it's, oh, it's trying to sound like a Waylon Jennings record, you know. Which I mean? is awesome. Yeah, so, <laughs> or a Rolling Stones record yeah, right. or whatever, you know, yeah, from like a certain era. Some girls know? and, yeah, stuff like that, um, yeah. Beast of Burden, yeah, all that stuff, yeah. That's great. It's great. And Doug, Doug Som used, used it quite a lot too. Everyone yeah. did. I don't know, yeah. there's something stony about it. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, again, that fits into our, um, but you know, it's like anything else. You know, you play, you know, you have that and then sometimes you just play nothing, you know, straight into the amp or, you know, like we're going yeah. into the studio in January and we've already discussed like, you know, one of the rules is no one can bring any of this, this time. You can only bring instruments and things we've never used on a recording. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow, so, that's... And then just to, you know, we, and then, you know, like, conceptually, it's going to be a more wooden sort of acoustic kind of concept anyway, which is, we, we haven't done. But I thought, yeah, man, you know, like, you can't touch anything that we've played on any of our records. That's, that's <laughs> cool. Yeah, why not, right? Yeah, just to yeah. see it bring some different vibes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, well, Chris, thanks so much for joining right us, on, man. Right Huge fan. You're I appreciate it. Pound for pound, I think you're the finest rock and roll singer. I don't know, you're in my, in my top three. Thanks, handsome. <laughs> <Yeah>. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Have fun with, in Neil's world. Yeah, right. It's going to go a lot longer than this. It's going to be I'll like a five-part BBC special. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. Right. Have a good one. Thank you, guys. Hey, now we're with Neil Casal. Neil, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you very much. Good to see you again, John. Yeah, again, right. We we have an interesting history. We were in a fake band together. We, we were. <laughs> yes, we were. We were in Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, band. In a Back movie. in the old country strong days. Yeah, good uh, days. 2010, Nashville was a different place then, really. <laughs> Yes. It's changed a lot, hasn't changed it? Changed a lot. Real estate's changed, music's it's changed. It's all changed, and yeah. our fake band yeah. had to break up, sadly. <laughs> You've been on to better things. And yeah. you too, I see. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, enough about that. Yeah. Let's talk about, let's talk about these guitars, man. Let's do it. I, you know, I was, as you know, by talking to Chris, we are very serious about our equipment here at the CRB, <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's good that you're here today. Yes, yeah. so let's talk about gear. Yeah, uh, how about this guy, this, um... Yes, I can tell you all about it. This guitar was made by a guy named Scott Walker. Uh, he's in Santa Cruz, California. Um, an incredible luthier, a true craftsman, uh, great guy, and I cannot recommend his work highly enough. Uh, yeah, this guitar kind of changed my guitar playing life, honestly. Wow. I was playing you know, kind of normal guitars before this. Um, but being in the CRB, playing long shows, um, and I've never played so much guitar as I have in this band. So I learned a lot in our first couple years on the road, um, playing two set, you know, playing three hours a night. It demands a lot, it demanded, demands a lot more from me than uh, you know, anything I've ever done. So wow. I found that I needed certain things that I couldn't get from other guitars. So Scott built this for me. It has all kinds of coil tapping capabilities. and uh, Right, uh, and all those crazy switches and mysterious. Yeah, but they're very easy to figure out, really. But uh, yeah, and it has an, even an, effects, uh, an onboard effects loop. Oh, wow. Which, is, uh, which I'm not using now because my, my cable broke, but, um, but I use it a lot. And it's a beautiful guitar. It just plays well. And even though it's fancy looking, it's very much a working man's guitar. And it's solid. Yeah, beautiful, man. I yeah. love it. Again, kind of that Jerry Garcia vibe. It's really Yeah, cool. well, actually, this guitar was inspired uh, 
by uh, a guitar called Wolf. Yeah, which, of course. Right, which is, uh, you know, was uh, Jerry, Gar Jerry Garcia's first uh, custom guitar. Um, and Chris and I had a chance to play it a couple, t a few times. Really? Yes. What the? A friend wow. of ours, yes, a friend of ours, uh, we, we have occasional access to that guitar and we've had a chance to spend some time with it. And uh, when I played it, I really learned a lot from that instrument. Um, and it inspired a lot of the features on this guitar. They're cool. very different guitars, really. They're not the same wood or anything, but some of the electronics, certainly the, um, you know, the uh, effects loop, was inspired by that, and uh, I used to think all of those things wouldn't be for me, you know, but they're actually very practical, usable uh, features on a guitar that's, you know, since I've kind of gone that route, it's just, like I said, changed and broadened my guitar playing uh, life in a way that I, you know, if you'd even told me five years ago, that I was gonna do all this, I, I you know, would have said you're crazy. But, you know, when you stay open to things, things can change in a nice right. way. So yeah. yes, this is inspired by Wolf, partially. Um, yeah, and Scott Walker, a, a wonderful luthier. Well, I love it. Do you know what kind of pickups those are? Sure. These are Lawler High Wines. Um, that's a Lawler as well. And yeah, with this push push knob, I can split those coils. This uh, switch here controls the middle pickup alone, so you can, it's either oh, off, cool. yeah, yeah, it's either off, cool. or all the way up is, um, uh, we have some, the elevator <laughs> here, excellent. Um, <laughs> do you mind? <laughs> um, this, uh, in the up position, the, the pickup is uh, by itself, which I use. Oh, yeah, cool. I, this, yeah, this pickup is isolated. I use it quite a bit, actually, because oh, it's great. such a nice sound. And then in the middle, it joins with everything else. So you can have both humbuckers on with this, but if you split the humbuckers, now you have three single coils. There had to be so, a bit of a learning curve when you uh, got There that. is, yeah. there is. But now, you know, I've played this guitar every day for three years. And, uh, you know, in the CRB, we play a lot of shows. We play many hours and... Uh, which I could never imagine going back from uh, at this point in my life. But uh, this guitar gets quite a lot of hours put into it. I know how it all works now. And I actually, you know, while I'm singing, I'm making these changes, you know, push, push, you know, all these yeah. things. And I don't even really think about it much anymore. But for a while, it was a learning curve, sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it can be like a humbucker here or a strat you know typical yeah. uh yeah typical stuff and that's uh, a three-way that's a three-way yeah it is and let's see this is all uh this is a booster it actually has oh wow it's a like you know it's kind of yeah it's like a it's like a boost pedal on yeah. your guitar um <clears throat> it's good i i found it uh very useful when i've sat in with people uh where i don't get to have my pedals right actually yeah. yes uh Amazingly, I still can't believe this, but Derek Trucks asked me to sit in with them uh, with Tedeschi Trucks one night a couple years ago. What a great band. That's great. <laughs> yes, and it was an incredibly intimidating situation having to <laughs> yeah. play guitar standing next to Derek Trucks. Like I said, I still can't believe that it happened, but it did. And when it did, I had to play through one of his Super Reverbs, beautiful sounding amp, but I, you know, it was no sound check. Right. Just come out on stage and go, and I had no pedals. Um, and I don't use this booster a lot, but in that situation, oh. it absolutely saved my life because I had to solo and kind of step up from yeah. the rhythm sound. And I hit that switch, and it sounded great, and it just gave me a little push over the cliff yeah. Yeah. that I needed. <laughs> uh, so that's good. And this is a buffer. Uh, that works with the uh, with the effects loop. Oh, wow. You kind of have to have that on when you're using the effects loop. Um, you know, I don't. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. Um, and this is actually a volume for the booster. That's pretty cool. Right. This is the push push that turns on uh, that engages the um, effects loop. And uh, I think Garcia started the effects loop thing for the envelope filter. 
Oh, because right. the envelope filter is so sensitive, and there's the way it interacts with the onboard effects loop. You can really get the envelope filter to do what it's supposed to do. Um, I use the envelope filter very seldomly, um, you know, because really, because kind of Garcia owned that sound, and you have right. to be very careful. Yeah, that's and that's a tough tone to like identify identify like I never knew what he was doing for years you know? right well a lot of yeah a lot of it had to do with the effects loop on yeah. the guitar and also the JBL his rig was right. really built Complex. for that right but uh, you know he kind of I don't do that very much uh, but where I where I find that the uh, the effects loop is really useful for me is for fuzzes and overdrives oh. because it puts the uh, it puts the your effects pre-volume knob, oh, cool. meaning, and I'm not a volume uh, pedal person. I don't get along with them, I don't use them. So I'm an old timer using the volume knob on the yeah. guitar to do uh, you know, all of our work. But what's cool, having the effects loop, is that uh, like for fuzzes, which are often so hard to control, and when you step on a fuzz, you're afraid about how they I'm always afraid about how they uh, just kind of blast through the mix, right. you know. Um, and with this, uh, the effect, the, the quality of the effect never changes with your volume. So a lot of times when you're using overdrives, fuzzes, and you turn your volume knob down, it all changes right. and it disappears. Yeah. With the effects loop, the effect never changes. So you can have a, you know, a blaring fuzz at very low volume on your guitar, and you can kind of mix your... Oh. mix it in by that's yourself. Cool. So that's yeah. where I find that to be um, useful. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, so, All right. nice Man. guitar. Yes. Awesome guitar. Okay. Scott Walker, go yeah. check him out. Okay, this Telecaster seems a little lackluster by comparison, but let's talk about it anyway. The, yes, the, <laughs> the Telecaster is a newer, it's only a couple years old, um, but... What's great about this guitar is that it has a B-Bender. Yeah, so, you know what, let's plug that thing in. Sure, let's plug in the B-Bender. Can I uh, give you this? Yes, you Let me just roadie for you for a minute. And uh, the B-Bender, you know, it's a uh, tough thing to wrangle. And I am certainly no expert. Totally addictive, you know. Those, it's addictive, yeah. and if you're a Clarence White fanatic like I am, you know, it's a very, it's a beautiful thing to at least attempt, you know. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a B, it's a B bender. It, uh, you know, it mimics the, or well, it simulates a pedal steel in a way, but is really its own thing entirely. Yeah. So you know, it 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 bends your B string up a up a step, right? <laughs> That's what it does. <laughs> I'm not going to play too much. Yeah. But I yeah, usually yeah. need a song to be yeah. happening for <laughs> right. me to do this right. well. But, yeah, um, that's they're awesome. That's a, and what a great tone, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So it's a new guitar, but it. Uh, yeah. Sounds it sounds beautiful actually. It sounds great, yeah. And I thought, you know, oh, I'll change the pickups and do all this stuff, but there's really no need. It, it yeah. It sounds good the way it is, and it it, it works well through this rig. Um, yeah. I'm considering refinishing it, but we'll see. Yeah. Very cool. So you live on that one for the most part, and then jump on this when you want. Yes. That there's thing. a particular song in our set these days where I can really use this. Uh, yeah. It's just sort of slower country inflected kind of birds-ish yeah. thing where I can use this well. And uh, I'm getting, you know, I'm taking my time with the V-Bender. It's, uh, it's a precious thing, you know, you can't abuse it. Right, so right. I find that uh, a few good slow bends, well-timed, yeah. goes a long way instead of trying to be a virtuoso <laughs> in this thing, which is, um, you know, not gonna happen for yeah. me. So, but it's a, it's a beautiful, emotional, expressive, uh, Thing, as right. you know, being a pedal steel player, right? Yeah, and it's such a great flavor to have in your band, you know, just to be able to pull it It is, out. Yeah, yeah, and I'm such a, you know, I'm so into the birds, and I'm so right. into the West Coast country rock, and, yeah. you know, uh, that it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an authentic, like, place for me to explore. Right, Yeah. totally. 
Well, speaking of tone, tone. Let's, talk about, let's talk about this amp. Let's talk about it. Um, this head is a divided by 13 amp, uh, Southern California. A uh, great guy named Fred makes these amps. I think a lot of people have them now. Uh, I cannot say enough good things about this amp. I got this amp around the same time uh, three years ago that I got the Scott Walker guitar. Oh. And the two things together uh, just raised my level, uh, you know, entirely, uh, yeah. you know, together. They, it's a great combination. This is a 100 watt head which is an awful lot of wattage. If you, you can see that this is about where I run it every night on about two. Right. Um, so it's really only idling, you know. Sometimes when we play festivals, bigger stages, I'll get it up, you know, where it should be around four. But yeah. it's, um, uh, and there's two sides to the amp. Um, one side is, uh, it could remind you of a showman just a clean fenderish thing sure. and i use that primarily the other side may remind you of uh, uh, <laughs> like a super bass a, Mar oh, a yeah, marshall yeah. kind yeah. of thing um and yeah there's i run them two the the sides together sometimes that's really powerful but it's just a very simple amp you know there's no reverb in this amp yeah i've learned from some of my amp maker friends that uh I mean, I'm sure it's not the rule, but as far as what I'm after, the more stuff, generally, the more stuff you put in an amp, the worse it will sound. So, yeah, you yeah. know, that seems. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be. Yeah. Can, Look, can, <laughs> the emails are starting <laughs> already. I'm yeah. sure that I, this will get a lot of disagreement. But yeah. like I say, for what I am after, right. that's proven to be the case. So this amp is just a, your normal bass, mid-range, treble and volume. It's very simple and clean sounding and uh, and I let the pedals really do the rest of the shaping. Sure, this gives and you a really hands. nice yeah. platform. Yes, yeah. yeah, a nice clean, I go, yeah, I, it's, that's well said. Yeah. A nice clean platform is yeah. what I go for. Yeah. And then let your touch and attack, Right. you know, uh, and with amps like this you know they were made they're made for that the harder you hit you know it'll and if you have the right speakers your combinations it will give you more drive and then when you back off it'll clean up a little right. bit so yeah it sounds really responsive and speaking of the right speakers this is the coolest cabinet uh, this is a cool cabinet indeed this is um i'm gonna well it, i'm thinking it's probably between 70 and 72 uh, Marshall 412 red you know it's the it's an old beater the real deal and right. I, I'd say that I think this is pre 72 because there are there are metal handles uh, and uh, I think after 72 they went to plastic so uh, and I got this from a friend of mine who um, played in bands in Hollywood in LA yeah. for years and this is like a true kind of right. LA band beater artifact, <laughs> rock right. and roll, true rock yeah. and roll artifact. Um, yes, the this amp uh, was owned by the Motels. Very and cool. It's in the classic white lettering back there. So yeah, um, I love that. Yeah, and at the moment there's greenbacks in this cabinet, not original speakers. Um, I go between those and select. I like creambacks too, the yeah. 65 watt versions. Sure that yeah these break up a little bit early for me but very sweet sounding i should also mention too this is another key component of my my sound uh it's um it's made by brad sarno it's called a black box it's, it says steel guitar black box because he's a brad is a steel player and he developed it for originally for um for pedal steel, but it works great on guitar. It's a tube buffer, oh. and um, I—it's just really—it's subtle, but dramatic. The effect that this has mm. uh, on my whole chain—it just sweetens everything, and it's 
matches impedance with everything else. Huh. I'm not explaining that well, but when you well, have a big pedal board, it's very good to put in front of that. Huh. So. Yeah, all that stuff's kind of a mystery to me anyway. I'm not sure how all that jazz works. Yeah, I know a little bit, <laughs> but but, uh, but it's, yeah. What sounds great, yeah. Whatever, <laughs> whatever that mojo is. This is great. great, yeah. And this has this very Z control, which is an impedance thing that when it's all the way this way, it's as if it's not on, but you can actually dial back uh, high end with this. Oh, cool. Without having to go to your treble um, knob. And uh, like when I go to the Telecaster, sometimes they bite a little too hard. Sure. And I kind of roll back some of the oh, highs here. You kind of tweak as you go? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Um, so. Uh, again, I apologize, guitar people who understand all of this. But I, it's just an, I use it instinctually, but yeah, this is a this is a key key thing, especially having all these pedals. Hey, before we get to your pedals, tell me about this your backup amp. Sure. Okay. Well, it's a it's you know it's an amp that I use quite a bit. It's um, this is uh, the name is not on there, but it's called a Booyah. And a guy in New Jersey named uh, Jamie Simpson makes these amps. Uh -huh. It's 100 watts, a beautiful sounding amp too. I use it regularly for you know gigs and for recording. And um, yes, there's a few more things going on with this amp. There's a master volume in it, uh, and there's a high cut there. And a, that switch in the middle is a mid boost, um, but it's uh, it's. Basically, it's still a very simple, very clean sounding amp and a beautiful one. So yeah. it's uh, good to give Great. Jamie a shout out too. Right. Well, and every tube, everybody who tours a tube amps knows you need a backup. Yeah. Just and this is, this is certainly, you know, well beyond backup quality. That's for sure. It's, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, it's, you know, it's a toss up. These are yeah. both really great amps that I can use at any time. So, you know. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about this pedal board. Okay. Let's see. Let's let's talk about the pedal board. Well, the pedal board started, um, you know, as the best things do out of necessity. You sure. know, uh, once again, like playing uh, hundreds of shows every year, putting in so many hours. Um, you know, you find out what you need and what you don't, what you're missing. Right what you wish for um, and uh, being in the golden age of pedal design now because we really are in the golden age I mean right. things have never been better than they are now when it comes to pedals uh, you know when we were growing up in the 80s <laughs> right it was uh, there was no internet there was very little information yeah. about pedals there were very few pedals um, yeah, right when I, were, when I moved to Nashville I didn't even have any pedals right I mean I really I didn't yeah, I had very few as well. Yeah. You know, I had like a, I had the first pedal ever I got was the Boss, uh, the you know the the red or the pink delay. What's it? The yeah, DM2. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I had one of those. It's funny that they're so sought after now. Um, yeah, that was the first pedal I ever had, yeah. probably like 1984, and I had like a chorus and a couple little things. But yeah. you know, cables weren't weren't great then. Right. Um, powering them up it was batteries it was just at least for me and my very limited knowledge it was so hard to you know to get it together um, regarding pedals uh, there was no way to find out you know what they sounded like and this continued it got better in the 90s certainly yeah. but it continued that way um, you know for a long time and jump to now we're, uh, we're just in a, in a truly a golden period. Oh, uh, right. As far as pedals go, there are so many people doing such high quality work, uh, you know, uh, innovative stuff. And, and we have uh, unlimited ways of finding out what they do, you know? Right. So that's why we're here. Yeah, I mean, that's why yeah, we're, this is like all this you is. people in interweb land. Right, but it's, yeah. Imp yeah, it's important to like kind of know the evolution or the history of how, yeah. you know, for people like me and you, when we were younger, we didn't have uh, this kind of information. <laughs> right. So I was the same. I never really used pedals at all. Uh, and now I use lots of them and I really enjoy them. And I find that if you, well, if you have a foundation 
uh, in not using them. Yeah. You know, learning to play really with your hands and not relying on pedals like I did for so long. Now I can, uh, I can, they can be a part of my world without dominating anything or affecting uh, my foundation as a player. So sure. it's really just, uh, uh, it's just so liberating to have all of this stuff. So this pedal board, after going through a couple years of choosing what worked for me, what I thought sounded good, uh, and believe me, a lot of things, <laughs> no, right. no. Phaser, phaser, you know, <laughs> yeah. I tried like dozens of, uh, of each kind of pedal and whittled them down to what I wanted. Uh, I had a guy named Jordan Rigg, um, J Rigg Pedal Boards, uh, make this for me. Uh, let's see. And I have also a Road Rage uh, looper, you know, the true bypass looper. Cool. Which really helps so much on so many levels. Um, but I will start uh well yeah what's your basic flow like sure the well the flow well i'll just go through them yeah this is a wah but it's a bass wah i actually really like the sound of bass wah on huh. guitar because it's more like a filter envelope filter kind of thing but you can control it uh a normal wah in my under my feet uh just turns into a Hendrix classic rock nightmare that <laughs> nobody wants to hear. Uh, I don't do well with those. But the bass wah, uh, Dunlop bass wah, is, uh, is really great on guitar for me. Uh, and then I, so there's a few companies too of pedal builders that I gravitate towards, you'll notice here. Um, sure. And one of them is Barefoot Effects. Yeah, um, they're they, great. Yes, they are really great. Uh, yep quality high quality all the way through that really works for me uh, so this pale green compressor I can't live without it it's so great sounding I just don't even know what to say it's very subtle yeah um, it seems like you have your impression fairly subtle and just kind it, of a little bit of boost it's just in the a little volume. bit of a boost yeah. yeah and you know compressors when they get too complicated for me I, I have a hard time understanding it but yeah. this I get and it works great um, this Proton is an uh, envelope filter, you know, uh, that does the quack sound. Right. Uh, I've, it sounds fantastic to me, and it's a small footprint, which is great, you know. Yeah. Because a lot of the, the old uh, Mutrons and stuff, they were really big. Yeah. And, you know, another thing to be said about this pedal board is that it had to be built very efficiently because a lot of times... Uh, you know, I'll have to set this thing up myself. I mean, we have some great guys on our crew, but uh, we move fast a lot of times when we play festivals uh, and there's bands, you know, tearing on and off the stage. And sometimes I'll have to do it myself. And this thing had to be built uh, very solidly and for that purpose. Right. You know, I don't, there's, there's really nothing hanging off of this board. It has to all be in one yeah. thing. Um, so the you know the footprint of these pedals is kind of important. Um, there's uh, another barefoot pedal, the Honey Beast Overdrive, is kind of a little hotter drive that sounds fantastic to me. Uh, that there is a Klon uh, clone. Oh, the big white one. The right big there? white okay. one here, yeah, that I got. Um, from someone in Korea on eBay. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. How is I, it? It's uh, it's the only one that I've ever heard that I've liked. I actually, <laughs> really? yeah, I, I have a, an original gold clone that oh, I've cool. had for like 16 or 17 years yeah. that I don't have on my board anymore because I used it for so long and I always turned the knobs with my feet and uh, it still works well, but it's getting fragile yeah so. and they're so expensive they're very expensive yeah. now yeah um yeah you know i bought it for 300 bucks when it yeah. came out or, yeah. or in the late 90s and that was an exorbitant amount to pay yeah. for a pedal then now yeah. it's not but um yeah. that's the only one of the clon clones i've ever heard that i uh, that resonates with me. Great yeah. sounding pedal. Um, it's cool you can AB that to the original and actually make that Yeah, decision. and actually yeah. it doesn't really even, funny enough, it doesn't sound that much like the original, but it does something Klon-like yeah. and has other qualities that my original doesn't. So, uh, oh, so cool. that's cool, yeah. Um, 
All right, another company, uh, uh, another pe pedal builders that I work with a lot who I love their stuff is Earthquaker Devices. Right, they're they, great. Yes, great. Kind of everything that I hear from them, I like. That terminal fuzz, uh, for me, I can't live without it. It's in many ways the best, most usable uh, band mix-friendly fuzz that I've ever heard. Um, there's a, it's very controllable and it can get really just raucous and nasty sounding, but there's a pleasing curve to it uh, so that it mixes well with other instruments and doesn't uh, interfere with singing and stuff like yeah. that. So uh, I love that fuzz a lot. Um, and uh, let's see here, another barefoot pedal, the Baby Pink Booster. Just a subtle boost, about the best one that I've found. Uh, yeah. That's great. And I all, uh, now I have a tremolo by uh, Chase Bliss oh, yeah. called the Gravitas. And I think Chase Bliss are a newer company. Yeah, um, yeah, they're they're great. Uh, yes, uh, the, is that get a tap on it as well? It has, yes, the the Chase Bliss pedals are really cool. I'm just getting into them. Um, very innovative. Uh, they all of their pedals have uh, tap functions. Yeah, uh, which for a tremolo and they're analog pedals with digital brains. Right. Someone else could explain that better than me. There's no need for me to attempt it now. You get the idea. Yeah. You get the idea. Yeah. And you can always, you know, uh, research it. I'm sure all of us pedal geeks are. Yeah. But, um, but the thing, the important thing about uh, Chase Bliss pedals is they sound great. Yeah. They just sound beautiful. They sound well mixed with other pedals. They sound good in your chain. That's something it's just the it's something you can only discover as you go and playing in real time with the band yeah. there's a lot of pedals that sound amazing on their own but when you mix them actually with a group right uh you know they change so it's, yeah for me it's the things that uh that serve that that pass the test when i'm standing next to a drum kit and and another guitar player, Chris, and I have keyboards to my right, and there's, you know, there's a PA blasting to the front of the room, and there's people in front of you, and uh, there's different uh, conditions, different things happen when you're in that environment, and that's where pedals either, you know, prove themselves to work for me or not. So yeah, you know, that's a cool thing about this band, you know, and listen to you all, everybody's got their own little sonic place, you know, and right. you can really kind of hear everything it almost i mean it kind of gets like that keith and ronnie thing you know how they each had their own their place in the band it just carries it through sure well you know that brings up like the most important point about guitar playing in general for me electric guitar playing for sure is you know the two guitar playing uh the two guitar religion that you know ethos that is that I live by, yeah. you know, I don't, uh, playing by myself is not my favorite thing. It never was. Uh, yeah. I'm, it's all about the two guitar relationship, yeah. the conversational two guitar, uh, thing happening that I, that, that, uh, turns me on the most, right. you know? Uh, yeah. And I grew up, the Rolling Stones are the band that inspired me to play guitar. And for them, it was always about the two guitars. It was never about one. Right. It's so, just that huge sound where one's going this way and they're... I yeah, mean, and they're, at times you don't know who's playing what. Yeah. And when that's happening... I don't know if those guys know who's playing what. Are they just like... It's probably true. I mean, yeah. it just fits, man. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so like an instinctual thing. But that's kind of you know what I hear with you guys. You're just like, find your place. Well, and it's song serving, ultimately. Yeah. It's yeah. not about guitar, guitar. No. You know, it's what Chris was saying before. You know, it's not, we're guitar players, yes, and uh, guitar geeks, definitely. Yeah. But, mm, but it's a songwriting thing yeah. and a singing thing, too. Right. For us, for me, it's always been that way because I've written songs for so long. So, yeah. uh, you know, I can solo a fair share and, and certainly, you know, get into some guitar-like uh, spaces, but it's not my favorite you'll never see me doing a I don't know 
the two guitar relationship yeah. is what it's all about. And you kind of, and your sound will change according to your other guitar player, right. you know? Right. So it's, I don't live on an island. I don't live on Guitar Island. Yeah. I have to live with people around me yeah. all the time. And my sound has to complement them, right? you know? And that's, all of these choices, pedals, guitars, amps, it's all relational. And that's something that we can forget when we're in our, when we're on our computers looking right. you know, And we have to do that, you know, yeah. you have to find what equipment works and, and you have to watch these videos and I do it all day long. But uh, because I'm in a band that tours all the time, it always has to serve my, my friends here. You yeah. Know? Uh, so yeah. anyway, getting back yeah, to that. Yeah, getting back to all the these options. Chase Bliss pedals are beautiful. I right. have another pedal board being built right now that I have their tonal recall uh, delay and their oh, yeah. womb tone phaser and their specter flanger, and they all have tap functions, which I find very use, uh, useful. Um, yeah, very cool. Okay, so now we get to Cattle and Bread, who are uh, good friends of mine, uh, great pedal makers. And they were the first people in this uh, last five or six years of the dawning of the golden age of pedals <laughs> that really embraced me and, uh, and helped me build my boards, yeah. you know. So their Echo Rec Delay is beautiful. I think a lot of people have these now for good reason. It's just a fantastic sounding delay. Um, I use it for a kind of wide atmospheric sound. Uh, I use it all night long. Um, I also have their Montevillian delay, which they don't make anymore, sadly. Uh, it's just kind of a, <laughs> for, I just use it as a subtle delay, uh, gorgeous sounding, kind of dark, mysterious sounding delay that doesn't get in the way of um, my sound when I'm uh, playing. Uh, sure. There's the Bell Epoch delay, which I think goes after the, um, Echo, uh, what is it? The Echoplex thing. I use it for a short delay. Beautiful sounding. Uh, this is another Catlin bread pedal. The Octopussy. It's oh, a, yeah. uh, it's an octave fuzz kind of Octavia vibe, I guess. Uh, just sounds awesome. And I have to be a little more careful about where I use that one because it's. Uh, yeah, this can really get away from you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's powerful. Yeah. It's very powerful. <laughs> That's where the volume knob and the, uh, the onboard um, oh, yeah. effects loop help control a pedal like that. But right. it's a great sound. Um, let's see, uh, Catlin Brit. Well, I'm not going in order here at all. I've lost that. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> okay. matter. Because um, it's all kind of routed through this anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, uh, another Catlin Bread, the Topanga Reverb. Just a sweet sounding spring reverb that I leave on almost all the time, as well as this compressor. I almost never turn that off. Um, and moving back to some Earthquaker devices stuff, this is, an, uh, this is called an Arpanoid, which is this, um, uh, well, I don't think that I use this thing very intelligently, but it uh, gets, does a really cool thing. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's an, wow. Ar it's an arpeggiator pedal, which I think can be used uh, more musically than I do. But That's I, I so use it, cool. What uh, is that called? It's called the Arpanoid. It's a really, wow. really cool sounding thing. Um, That's too cool. Yeah. yeah, there's no describing that. You really have Yeah, to and when things are really loud and sometimes I put fuzz on that, it can just be a, a shocking... Uh, kind of palate cleansing effect. <laughs> yeah. If you if you're in a jam that you can't find your way out of, just hit that and it'll it'll yeah. kind of reboot your entire world. So, yeah, great. Uh, Very cool. Yeah, and another um, Earthquaker uh, pedal, the Grand Orbiter Phaser. Beautiful sounding phaser. Phases are tough for me, you know. They tend to affect your signal uh, significantly a lot of times negatively for me. Uh, the Grand Orbiter is, uh, <clears throat> along with the Chase Bliss um, womb tone phaser, the, uh, those two are just very clean, uh, transparent sounding phasers. Uh, the other cool thing about this one is that you can turn it into a vibrato as well. Oh, cool. 
So, you know. Oh, wait, I'd probably have to I have to turn it on, right? <laughs> oh yeah. That's great. So that's cool. Yeah, great um, crazy tone. Yeah, um, but you know, it just does a normal uh, sounding phase as well. Yeah, that's so that's great. nice. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell here, but in context, it's uh, it does the right thing. And then uh, moving to another great um, uh, group of pedal builders, Strymon. You know, everyone knows Strymon, sure. El Capistan, all their, the timeline, all their great yeah. pedals. Um, on this board, I have the uh, Orbit Flanger, uh, which I'm sure the Strymon guys, if they see this, will just be uh, incredibly upset to see <laughs> that I've taken um, some vitamin water <laughs> bottle caps and glued them to the knob so I can make my own expression pedal. So you can kind of kick it with your feet? Yeah. That's great. That's All right. right. Uh, and also the Strymon Lex uh, is the only um, Leslie sim simulator that I've found that's uh, it's my favorite by oh, far. A let's hear it. Sure. Because that's a, it's also a tough thing to uh, wrangle, you know, right. getting the Leslie thing right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and for me... And you can also uh, slow it down as well, so. Yeah, cool. Oh yeah, and it kind of ramps up and right, down. Right, so being able to control the speed of the Leslie sound is, uh, is really crucial. There. Yeah, that's so. huge. And uh, finally, this switch hazel box um, is made by, uh, divided by 13, and it gives, well, there's a tuner out, so that's nice. Yeah. Um, and there's a, you can um, combine the two channels on the amp. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, or, you know, just A-B them. And there's oh. also a, 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 something called a lift in that box, which is a, a boost, which sounds really nice, too, that I use quite a bit. So that... Um, is my pedal board and the last, well, a couple other things are cables, you know. Oh, yeah. Everyone, we all are discovering, which I never knew before, how important quality cables are. They actually make a huge difference huge. in your sound. Yeah, so a guy named Kid Candelario, who uh, worked for the Grateful Dead for almost 30 years, kind of from beginning to end. Wow. Uh, a good friend of ours in Northern California, he makes our cables for oh, us. Oh, that's great. Yes, and they're uh, as high quality as uh, you can get, and they make a massive difference uh, in everything. So that's another thing. Um, and lastly, <laughs> for me, I've recently got turned on to these blue chip guitar picks. Huh. And uh, I, you know, a friend of mine said you should try these. They make a huge difference, and I kind of looked at them like, really? Yeah. Uh, and you know what? The guy was right. Um, and now I'm sort of addicted to these blue chip picks. Wow, that's what happens, and right? And they really do. Yeah, when you get down to your details, yeah. it, it makes a difference. So there you yeah. go. Yeah, that's great. Great. Well, Neil, man, I know you guys are fixing to yeah, hit it pretty soon. Yeah, sound check here. But thank you so much, thank man. You what very a pleasure. Much. Yeah. Till next time. Don't forget to sign up for PG Perks, your all-access pass to exclusive gear giveaways and discounts on PremierGuitar.com.